0: All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Friends from Work. This is a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that's hosted by me, Kyle Sconowill, and my longtime friend, Robbie Earl Welcome, everyone, to the first ever edition of the 2021 Friendlies. Wow. That's right. You've heard it first here. This is the Friends from Work edition of the Oscars, a playoff, our favorite show, The Office and the Dundies. This is the 2021 Friendlies. Join us, ladies and gentlemen, as we look back at all of the beauty that was 2021 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is, and we nominate some very nominatable. <laughs> actors, directors, <laughs> movies and shows from 2021 in the first ever edition of the Friendlies. This is going to be a blast, Robbie. Let's go.
1: It's it's the Oscars meets the Emmys meets the Dundies. Dundies meets the fans choice awards. It's it's all things. It's 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 everything <laughs> it's that we want it to be and hopefully it's everything <laughs> that you want it to be.
0: It's all things to everyone at all times to anyone <laughs> ever. Don't ever for any reason, under any circumstance, ever, and this is the vice I live by. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. What a deep cut office joke. One of the best scenes in the office is when Michael's boss asks him to like explain what makes him so great, and he just doesn't uh-huh. know, so he buys time for an hour, and that's what he does. <laughs> this is what I live by, David, okay? Don't ever, for any reason, ever, under any circumstances... Ever. (laughs) And it cuts away. like He doesn't actually have anything to say. Okay, wow. Holy cow. But you know what? This is kind of office-themed with the Dundies, like I said. So this is the 2021 Friendlies. I think this is going to be a blast. Here's how we're going to run the show today. We have come up with an incredible set of categories for these awards, and we have come up with the nominees for these said categories. We're going to present those to you today It will be up to our academy, our committee of patrons, Friends From Work Plus subscribers to vote on these. And then next week, Thursday, we will finally be having the part two of the friendlies in announcing these winners.
1: So as you are listening to this episode, we have made available a survey monkey wherein you can go in and fill out all of your picks for the ballot. We've also got a version of the ballot that we'll be posting online, uh, that if you want to print off and mark your choices, you can do that too. Um, Just make it extra fun ahead of our award show where we will be announcing those results. So you have until 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time (laughs) (laughs) on January 25th, next Tuesday, to submit your picks for the 2021 Friendly Awards. And then that next Thursday, January 27th, we will be announcing those winners on the podcast, on the main feed of Friends From Work.
0: And if you're not a Friends From Work Plus subscriber, that's okay. I still think this is going to be an absolute blast. Both Robbie and I are going to be reacting to these winners that were chosen next week, as well as probably giving a little bit of our opinion on who we think would have won that category if it was us voting. And so I think it's just going to be a really fun way to Reflect and look back on 2021 and all of the content we got, which is a ton of it.
1: I'm very excited.
0: And one last note on the Friends from Work Plus side we are very close to launching this movie club that I've been talking about and hinting at. And so More information on that will be coming on your Patreon page as I figure out a few more of the details, but I can tell you there's going to be some fun movies we're covering. I want to cover it together with all of you guys, and I have some special guests lined up to talk about different movies, all kinds of movies, and I think it's going to be an absolute blast to kind of walk through together. So be on the lookout for that. We're very close to that launching. And then lastly, Robbie, before we dive into these nominees – We have to talk a little bit about this epic Moon Knight trailer that premiered this week. And Robbie, I just got to say, I'm in this weird spot again where I was totally enthralled with this trailer. This seems like it's totally going to be my vibe. Mm -hmm. And yet I know literally nothing about this character. I wish our listeners knew how little I knew about this (laughs) character beforehand. And I think I kind of like it that way. So I'm in this weird spot where it's like, let's talk about the trailer But I almost don't want you to inform me of everything you know about it, if that makes sense. It's weird. I kind of want to go into it just watching it. Right. But wow, this trailer seemed like it was my vibe, Robbie.
1: Well, you're in luck in that I actually don't know a ton about the Moon Knight character. Um, I've read bits and pieces of those comics here and there. Uh, But I'm actually sort of like with Eternals in the process of doing my own homework. So if we talk about this on the podcast, uh, you can just like close your ears for a couple minutes at a time as I reference old Moon Knight comics. But I think what's what's really fun about this is it's one of those characters that has appeared in a lot of different ways and people have done different things with him. And so I think there's really no telling what we're going to get in this series, even down to like the, the character that Ethan Hawke is playing appeared in I think one issue of a Moon Knight comic and did not even play a very central role. So the fact that Ethan Hawke is playing that character in this show obviously means that the character is going to play a much larger role in the show than he has in the comics and, and that character being Arthur Harrow. So I think either way, even if we do a ton of comic book background research, this is going to be one of those shows where I don't think anyone really knows what to expect and what's coming. And I think that's sort of the way I like it.
0: The reason I'm super pumped is it seems like it has a little bit of this psychological thriller vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I liked the darker nature this trailer is giving me. You know how I've asked for that. I've asked for a little bit of that. I like the idea that Oscar Isaac is not only acting but also producing, like partially in charge of this. Right. I like everything I've heard about what's going on behind the scenes and the way Kevin Feige has embraced it and embraced Oscar Isaac in this and how much he's enjoying it which gets me excited, and, Mm -hmm. I mean, dare I say it has a little bit of a Nolan what's going on vibe, this, like, I don't know if I'm awake or not thing. I don't know. It's just kind of setting up to be right up my alley.
1: I mean, I think visually it looks really exciting uh, and just different. Like, it it does – I saw some folks on the Slack point this out. It reminds me a little bit of some of the Netflix Marvel stuff. It's looking to be a little bit more thriller-esque, which I know is your scene and is also mine. Uh, It looks like they are willing to go kind of darker in some ways that I think are really unique to Moon Knight, and that makes me excited. And as we get into that character, you'll kind of see what I mean by that. I don't want to give too much away for folks that aren't familiar with it, because like what you were saying, I think a lot of the fun will be figuring out the premise here. That's the beauty of
0: this source material. I love that these comic book characters can represent so many different genres, and I love that Marvel Studios is willing to embrace these different genres that go along with the character, right? So, like, if if Moon Knight is supposed to be a little bit darker and thriller and grittier, then go with it. I love that. Like, I don't need every Marvel Studio project to be that way. Like, I like that Guardians of the Galaxy is fun, and it's a comedy. Right. I love that the source material allows for all that diversity there. So this is a fun chapter, and I'm excited about it. I have one question for you. Yeah. You don't have to spoil anything here, but, like, what is the Egypt connection? Like, there was the Pyramids of Giza in there. There was some, like, mummy-looking. I mean, he even kind of looks like a mummy at times. And there was some, like, mummified creatures and and such. Like, what is that all about?
1: So in the comics, particularly in the modern comics, Moon Knight is sort of a, a vassal for Khonshu, who is the ancient Egyptian god of the moon, (laughs) Uh, hence the name Moon Knight. So, And and I say in the comics because if you go back and read those introductory issues where Moon Knight first appeared, that isn't as prevalent, but that's become a really core part of the mythology. And so I think—
0: So do you think this will take place in Egypt, or is this a vision of something?
1: That's a great question. I feel like, from what I've read about the production, that some of it is supposed to take place in, in Egypt. Because uh, that would kind of get me so
0: excited. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it's a worldwide thing at this point, right? So I don't need every hero to live in New York, California, or London. I think it'd be kind of fun to have, yeah, like an Egypt thing going on.
1: Right. No, for sure. And I think, like, one thing that's going to be really fun about this show is, like, how on earth does this connect to the greater MCU, because it's so different in a way that, again, I love. And, and even looking at phase four, right? I mean, we're about to look back at 2021, but as we're kind of looking also ahead and and the different seeds that have been planted, there are just so many different sorts of, of not just characters, but even genres, to your point, that like, I'm, I'm getting more and more curious what, like, an Infinity War style coming together would even look like when you've got, like, Shang-Chi and the Eternals and Kanshu and Yelena and Kate Bishop. Like, I, I love how it's really unclear if or, or how all of these threads will ever come together, and I think it just makes it a really exciting time. Maybe, again, kind of similar to, I think, how things felt Uh, back in phase one almost, except I think, you know, with higher quality (laughs) projects.
0: I'm really, really pumped about all the things they could be doing here, no doubt.
1: Well, and I I think it, it is fun to start to kind of see the broader categories into which some of these things are fitting. Like we've talked about the the kind of secret war is a multiversal thread. That's obviously kind of gone from Loki through no way home and through the new doctor strange film. And then the kind of political stuff that we're getting from Falcon winter soldier and kind of arguably uh Hawkeye in, in bits. And I think here, what's kind of fun is, is we're seeing what could be a, a category, including like moon Knight blade and like the Black Knight, uh, which, you know, would maybe dovetail with Eternals. So it is kind of fun to see this world very much like the comics is starting to really get fleshed out. And it makes it feel, I think, all the more real. Um, like that they're, that not everybody would necessarily kind of come together under one big Avengers banner. You know, it's starting to look kind of more mm-hmm. diverse in that way, which I think is really fun. Yes.
0: Okay, let's get into the twenty. 20- 21 friendlies don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this podcast if you want to be a part of our academy for these friendlies you can join friends from work plus there is a link to our Patreon on our website, theffwpodcast.com, which, as we said last week, has got a total new makeover, a freshening up. I think it looks amazing, by the way. Thank you, Candace. And uh, check that out, theffwpodcast.com. And we try to answer all of the messages that we get on social media at the FFW Podcast. Okay. And so, Robbie, let's get into it. Here we go. The friendlies. Why is my go-to song for the friendlies the Rocky theme? I don't know why, don't know why that's coming to it. my head, but I love it. friendlies 2021 what I'm edition. Is that,
1: is that after all of the the careful dance we've done to avoid ever uh, infringing on Marvel's <laughs> IP that we're actually going to wind up getting sued? Uh are stealing Rockies, I
0: mean <laughs> <laughs> uh I could do chariots of fire. Bum 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 there you bum, go. <laughs> bum 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 The friendlies are here. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. I'm excited to talk about these uh categories, these nominations.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, so one one kind of big disclaimer, and, and we'll talk through each of these categories here. Um obviously there were just a ton of projects over this past year. There were five Shows for films and some of those projects like What If or like Eternals just had massive casts. So uh, there is a 100% chance that there are nominees folks would like to see that just didn't make the list. And that's because we just can't have 20 nominees for each category. But we tried our best to pick the ones that we thought best represented certain projects or maybe best represented certain types of roles. And hopefully you agree. Um, like I said, as we get into each category, we can talk about what that looks like a bit more um, in each specific situation.
0: All right. So Robbie, our first category is best new addition to the MCU.
1: Yes. Okay. This one's fun because like we were just saying, 2021 gave us a lot of new characters uh, that can lead to a lot of fun, different kinds of places. And so we wanted to highlight the best new introductions. Um, And so we have listed five new characters here that we think represent the best additions to the MCU of 2021.
0: Keep in mind, obviously, these are new additions. So characters like Hawkeye, Wanda, Vision, they don't count for this. So yes. Without further ado, your nominees for the best addition to the MCU are
1: Yelena Belova, yeah, Shang Chi, mm. Kate Bishop, mm. Agatha Harkness, and mm-hmm. He Who Remains, and/or King the Conqueror.
0: It <laughs> counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this category. I'm going to try not to say too much to the nominees because I don't want to influence anyone here right. on these categories. But just know, this is fun. Like I'm already, I'm already formulating what mine's going to be. I think.
1: <laughs> well, and you know, you it, it's tricky because you have to think about this as as you're voting, not just in terms of maybe which character you enjoyed the most, but also maybe which character has the most potential, how you see them moving right. forward. You know what you think that they add to the universe that wasn't there before. Um, and so I, I kind of, as we were looking at this, we were trying to look at not just the new characters, but maybe the new characters that we really saw being kind of pivotal as we go along in this, in this next phase.
0: And this is mostly for their entry in 2021, obviously, cause it's the 2021 friendlies, but some of these like Ken the Conqueror, I kind of don't know yet. Like if, if he ends up being an incredible fixture for a while, then you might look back and be like, Oh It was King the Conqueror, you know, but you never know. I'm excited. Here we go.
1: Some of these, I really don't know what I'm going to pick yet, which makes it all the more fun, Um, which technically, you know, I'm not a patron, so I actually don't know if I get to vote.
0: (laughs) We get to talk about it. That's all. Okay. So we're kind of like basically the Academy and then we're also the Hollywood foreign press that get to react to it. (laughs) We're the the media afterwards, I guess. Um, (laughs) The second category is fun. Best little buddy. (laughs) Do you want to explain?
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. So we've, we've been introduced to a surprising number of uh, (laughs) non-human animal characters (laughs) Um, throughout these different shows and films. And I thought that it was worth highlighting those.
0: No doubt. So your nominees for best little buddy are
1: alligator Loki. From Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky the pizza dog. From Hawkeye. Sparky. Rest in peace. From WandaVision. Morris. From Shang-Chi. And dark horse candidate here. Alexi the pig. From Black Widow. (laughs) (laughs) Go back home where it's safe. Go back home where it's safe.
0: (laughs) You named the pig after me? (laughs) (laughs) This does not need a ton of elaboration, obviously, but when you started introducing the idea of this category to me, I was kind of blown away at how many animal entries we've gotten. Like, you're right. There is kind of (laughs) one from each project, so that's great.
1: It's wild. And, yeah, and uh, we've got some really actual great contenders there. Uh, So, okay.
0: I think I know what I'm picking. All right. Our next category is best villain in the MCU. And let me tell you. We have some strong contenders here.
1: Yes. Okay. What a year for villains, Kyle. So why don't <laughs> you give us the 2021 best villain nominees?
0: Your nominees are One Wu, the Green Goblin, <sighs> Dreykov,
1: Kingpin, and Ultravision. I mean. Here's the thing. Here's what I thought was really interesting about 2021 as I was going through. Uh, On the one hand, there were actually a decent number of projects that did not have traditional villains,
0: villains. Yeah,
1: which is kind of fun. Um, Yeah,
0: we talked about that.
1: Love that kind of. Like Eternals, I'm not really sure who the villain is there. Like arguably Icarus, but then also sort of the Celestials, but also not. I mean, that's one of the things that makes that movie interesting. And then, you know, on the flip side, whenever we did get villains, like, holy cow, we got some really standout performances, like to to the point where whenever some of these films and shows came out, all anybody was really talking about was the, the acting performances from those villains. So I think I think this is a really fun one.
0: There's some fun details here because, for example, Wenwu, you know, he's got mixed motivations. We talked about the gray area of that character, so that's interesting. Green Goblin is one of many villains in that movie, so does it stand out enough for you to vote for him, you know? Right. Dreykov is kind of the classic villain. Kingpin didn't have a ton of screen time, but hinting at some greater things, question mark, and that was delivered pretty fun. Ultron Vision was, was definitely set up and had multiple episodes as an arc epically strong that's there's just there's some good nominees here robbie
1: right yeah and you're right all pretty different in in sort of how they wind up manifesting as a villain speaking of competition here i think this next category may be the hardest for me or one of the hardest i'm probably going to say that multiple times here but um (laughs) that category is best team up
0: Mm. your nominees for the 2021 Friendly Award for Best Team-Up are Sam and Bucky, the three Spider-Men, mm. Loki and Mobius, Natasha and Yelena, and Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. And all I'm going to say is, you're right. That just shows you we've had some awesome team-ups this year.
1: Right. Right. Right, because I, mean, I don't know it, what I would choose right now. I don't, I don't know right now. I know that's the thing. I really like. I'm gonna have to sit on this one. Um, I'm so like, I, I'm, I'm getting so genuinely curious to see what folks are gonna wind up voting for because I could see some of these coming out in so many different ways. But, but yeah, I mean, it's like because Sam and Bucky, Clinton and Kate, both kind of have the classic partner thing going, but also in very different ways. Like we said in Hawkeye, like we liked how Clint and and Kate's relationship kind of played differently uh like they're not like she's not she's not exasperated with him all the time um like with sam and bucky you know it's it's sort of like a like he's sort of that way with her but she's looking up to him and then natasha and yelena you have the kind of sister relationship that's strained
0: remember how good loki and mobius was i mean we talked about that a ton yeah and then the three spider-man was unbelievable but is that a different team up it's kind of a not your traditional team up like these others i don't know right i don't know Some good nominees here. Let's go.
1: (laughs) So there are some relationships that I think people might be thinking, oh, those didn't show up in best team up. That's kind of a surprise. And I think you'll see that we captured a lot of those here in this next category. Why don't you tell us what the nominees are for best romance, Kyle?
0: Ooh, best romance, a category that Candace would enjoy, I'm sure. Based on her Spider-Man romance uh, (laughs) predisposition to liking those. Um, Okay, best romance of 2021. Loki and Sylvie. Wanda and Vision. Peter and MJ. Icarus and Cersei. And Clint and Laura.
1: Again, like looking (laughs) through through these. these. I know, and and I'm not just going to keep saying how (laughs) how stacked the competition is, but I think what I am going to keep pointing out is how varied it is again. Like, it's just making me... This has been such a great opportunity to see how different the various entries really were. You know, because well, it's like... Just
0: even just think about it. Like, like, Clint and Laura is a classic marriage husband-wife for a lot of years. That kind of stands separate, too. Icarus and Cersei was definitely the the romance they tried to lean into almost the most that we've ever
1: gotten in a film. Right. And, and the Ramin theme he gave for that romance elevates okay. it so much
0: okay okay Peter and MJ I mean classic but right. also very young early romance early really uh-huh. romance Vision, unbelievable entire story based off their romance but a romance that never really was right you know so that's a little bit different and then Loki Sylvie Loki falling in love with a variant of himself kind of thing <laughs> and then a very complicated relationship there I don't know so now Robbie is kind of where we're getting to the really serious portion of the show. You know how at these award <laughs> shows they have like the pre TV awards first. Right. They're the ones that are not on air and they get the, now we get to the biggies. This is like, this is where you're starting to take home some serious bacon here. So, uh, up next is best supporting actor.
1: Yes. I'm excited about this one.
0: And here's where it gets fun. Robbie, give us our 2021 best supporting actor nominees.
1: Owen Wilson as Mobius. Mm. Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn slash the Green Goblin. Andrew Garfield as Peter Three. Jonathan Majors as He Who Remains. Carl Lumbly as Isaiah Bradley. Tony Leung as Win Woo. And David Harbour as Alexi, a.k.a. The Red Guardian.
0: So this is also where this gets interesting for us, right? Because it's not always super clear who is lead and who is supporting, right? Like I was thinking, could you include Vision in this? Probably not because Vision is also co-lead of that show. Right. Right? Like it gets trickier.
1: Right. And so, yeah, you'll see that as as we kind of get into who we nominated for lead and who we nominated for supporting, it, it is a really... It's a fine line in certain instances. And at some point, you just have to make a judgment call. But here's the thing. Every year, those debates happen, even with the actual Oscars. You know, like there are always some people Mm -hmm. that are nominated as lead and everyone's very confused because they had very little screen time and kind of vice versa. So for us, I think we were really thinking in terms of who was kind of billed as the core of this movie and... Is this, like, is this person very much central to the storyline? And if so, we, we fold them into the lead category. And if not, even if they got a lot of screen time but weren't necessarily at the core of the story, then I think we, we put them in the supporting category.
0: So then we also have to do Best Supporting Actress, in which your nominees are Marissa Tomei, Florence Pugh, Catherine Hahn. Gugu Mbatha-Raw, Tiana Paris, Alakwa Cox, and Aquafina.
1: Man, I mean, even just the start of that, like I noted on our last No Way Home Reflection episode that that one scene with Marissa Tomei and No Way Home is like an all time for me. But then again, Florence Pugh, we haven't stopped talking about since Black Widow premiered.
0: It's an embarrassment of riches. That's just from 2021. That's just one year of the MCU,
1: you know? So this next category is another just really fun one that is also really indicative of what a wild year (laughs) it's been as opposed to prior uh, MCU years because we have five entries for best original song. From 2021. Mm. And Kyle, I feel like
0: I need to take this one. You should. Yeah, I need to take this you one. You should. <laughs> I should. <laughs> up first. Save the city. Help <laughs> us win. Senate from Hawkeye. Save the city. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Agatha all along from WandaVision. Up next. Very full from Loki. Now I'm not going to sing this one. <laughs> Can you probably do it a little <laughs> bit better?
1: Uh, I, I I'm not ready. I'm not ready.
0: <laughs> it's the song Loki is singing on the train. Very full. Up next, Natasha's lullaby, which is
1: uh, is that right? Is that right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Let me uh, let me here. Let me check.
0: Now I have a reputation to live up to, Robin. I know, I, I, know. I am the person that correctly sang Black Panther's theme That's to the true. greatest degree possible. I mean, I mean, there's listeners that still reference that day. It was such a beautiful day. How perfectly I nailed that Black Panther theme. <laughs> Can I toot my own musical horn for one second here, Please. too, or is this totally inappropriate? No, this do might it. be inappropriate. Behind the scenes, last week in our Spider-Man Reflections <laughs> episode. There's a bit there in the middle where we talked about Michael Giacchino's score. And I started referencing the theme and I started singing it. I sang the first line and then I told Robbie off air, you know what? I'm going to pull it open just so I get the notes exactly right here. And Robbie, when I pulled it open and sang the back half of the song, I went back and edited it all. I had nailed the first half of that in perfect key out of nowhere.
1: I mean- on, like, it a was Tuesday impressive.
0: morning, I sang it perfectly in key. That's <laughs> just unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. That's totally inappropriate for me to bring up.
1: Oh, well. Okay, sorry. I was looking it up. Natasha's Lullaby. I, I think you were right. It's also the... Oh, oh, oh yes. It's really nice. Yes. I... uh I also had the chance I think
0: it's I think it's actually both of those things, right? It is, yeah. I think my okay okay, perfect.
1: yeah. They're layered, which is really pretty. Um the uh the I also got a chance to look back up to very full in hopes that maybe I could come back and sing that and it's in like <laughs> Asgardian language, so I'm gonna just continue to opt out.
0: <laughs> You're the singer here though. Come
1: on. I know, but I, I, I how can I stack up to the performances that you've graced this <laughs> podcast with?
0: I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Black Panther one. (laughs) Lastly, by the way, one of my favorite tracks, making it up as we go along. So we're double dipping here from Wandavision, but it's we're making it up as we go along. And there will be days we don't know which way to go. This is from Wandavision, the 80s episode.
1: Yep, episode five, which is so there you go. Best original song.
0: Let me just say it really quickly because I just sang all those. Best (laughs) original song, save the city. Agatha all along, very full, Natasha's Lullaby, and making it up as we go along. This next category is one that you're going to have some nice opinions on, I think, which we'll wait for next week. But here we go. The 2021 nominations for Best Voice
1: Actor are Jeffrey Wright as The Watcher, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther slash Star-Lord, Paul Rudd as the head of (laughs) Ant-Man. Chris Hemsworth, as Party Thor. Michael B. Jordan, as Killmonger. Benedict Cumberbatch, as Dr. Strange. And Samuel L. Jackson, as Nick Fury. I want to make a quick point here, Kyle. We talked a lot about this in What If. There was a a mix of folks returning, from their live action roles. Um, And then there were also a lot of voice actors, that were brought in, in the case of people like Steve Rogers and, and Natasha, um, who did an incredible job. Now again, there are so many members of these casts that we decided it would be fun kind of specifically to look at how folks that have appeared in the MCU in the past showed up as voice actors, like how their voice acting performances stack up against maybe their performances we've gotten from them in, in live action contests. So that's why this is not meant as a slight at all to folks like Josh Keaton, who did an incredible job coming in and, and doing like a Chris Evans voice or, or Lake Bell um, for Natasha, but we just are having to limit it. So we're, we're doing those that have already shown up in a live action context. So that leads us into Best Voice Actress. Here, which is also a pretty stacked category. Haley Atwell as Captain Carter, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer, Karen Gillen as Nebula, Denai Guerrera as Okoye, Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp, AKA Hope Van Dyne, Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, and Natalie Portman as Jane Foster.
0: By the way, Robbie, one of my best friends in life. Did a little tribute video to David Bowie and Evangeline Lilly shared it and commented on it. How random is that? Oh, that's fun. crazy. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Which also, like, I mean, the the lost fan in you has, even aside from the yeah, MCU fan in you, has to be geeking out about that. I was mad. I didn't make the video.
0: <laughs> um, that's great. I love it. Okay, up next, best episode of a series. So this is a little bit on you and I, Robbie, right? Because we had to isolate what we thought were the best episodes. This could be controversial because some people's favorite episodes might not be in here. But these are the best ones that we chose, okay? One from each show. Mm -hmm. So your nominees for best episodes are Previously On, which is WandaVision Episode 8, the pre-finale. For All Time, Always, which is the Loki finale, Episode 6. What if... Dr. Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands, Episode 4. Truth, which is Falcon and Winter Soldier, Episode 5, the pre-finale. And Echoes, which is Hawkeye, Episode 3.
1: And that's the car chase episode that a lot of folks were talking about there that week. Right.
0: I was just thinking, like, if you need a refresher, you know, previously on is the pre-finale where... Wanda goes back through all her memories of Sokovia and stuff like that. For all time, always, obviously, is the epic finale of Loki with the multiverse being cracked open and the branches being not trimmed. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, what if Dr. Strange lost his heart? That's the Dr. Strange episode where he dies over and over again. Crazy. That's definitely the best episode of what if, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Truth is the pre-finale of Falcon Soldier Winter Soldier where, where Sam... Is training and learning his power, and he has that epic conversation with Isaiah Bradley and Echoes is the car chase scene, like you're saying in Hawkeye and the Pimero.
1: Man, that was so fun.
0: Your nominees for our next category of best score Ooh. are
1: the ultimate honor for friends from work, really.
0: Yeah, kinda, honestly. <laughs>
1: Spider-Man No Way Home by Michael Giacchino. WandaVision by Christoph Beck. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier by Henry Jackman. Score for Black Widow by Lauren Bauf Loki by Natalie Holt. Eternals by Ramin Djawadi. What If by Laura Cartman and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, scored by Joel P. West.
0: I'm thankful we're not voting on this category. <laughs> this is like choosing your favorite child, you know, Robbie, for you and I. It's, it's too close to our hearts. It's too near and dear. So I'm I'm glad I can just stay out of it. I will say the winner of this category will be tagged on Twitter, <laughs> and I will notify them of their first-ever Friendly Award. Well,
1: and it's, it's so fun looking at this list uh, that we've gotten the chance to talk with what three, no, four, four of the, the eight nominees here. Yep. Which is yep. wild. And we may or may not be working behind the scenes on uh, trying to snag one or two more of these nominees. So. Hey, hey,
0: hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, here we go. Hey,
1: stay tuned on that.
0: Okay. And now here come the real huge awards. <laughs> As I said earlier, now we're actually there. This is like the, the award ceremonies kind of wrapping up, you know, and it's like, oh, here we go, the big
1: categories. Right. Everyone's like kind of tired, but also they have to stay because these are the ones they like tuned in to watch anyway.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, because those shows go on for like four and a half hours. So at this point, it's like midnight right now. And you're like, are you kidding me? It's still not over. Um, Let's get into Best Lead Actor and Best Lead Actress after a quick word from these sponsors. Here we go. Your nominees for Best Lead Actor are Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Tom Holland, double Tom there, as Spider-Man, Paul Bettany as Vision, Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, Captain America, Simu Liu as Shang-Chi, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, and Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Like I said, some big names here now. This is some, that's just from 2021. Good luck.
1: Which, here's the crazy thing. I look at that list and I feel like it can't be more stacked. And then I look at this list for best lead actress and I'm like, oh wait, I think this is even harder.
0: Yeah, this might even be more stacked. So your nominees for best lead actress of the 2021 friendlies are Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Angelina Jolie as Thena. Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff slash the Scarlet Witch, Sophia DiMartino as Sylvie, Gemma Chan as Cersei, and Zendaya as MJ. Yeah, you're right. That's almost more stacked than the lead actor category.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. And again, as you'll see, I mean, comparing this and the supporting... Categories. It is difficult. There are some, there are some characters there, some, some actors that could go either way. Right, um, true. But look, we got to draw a line somewhere.
0: We take this very seriously, people. So do not vote incorrectly. I want you like thinking about this for three days before you <laughs> click on one of those names, okay? <laughs> this is serious. Meditate
1: business. fast.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> okay, next category.
1: All right. The next category is another fun one, kind of in light of some of the interviews that we've gotten to have. Um, This next category is Best Writer slash Writing Team. Um, Now, as folks will know that have been listening, for the most part, the Disney Plus shows have been kind of swapping off writers while maintaining one director. Uh, Hawkeye is the exception to that. They had a couple directing teams. And then obviously, you know, a film is only going to be written by one writing team, so... So on the Disney Plus side, it's kind of a fun way of, of looking almost episode by, by episode here. But you brought up a really good point earlier that even just looking at best writer, there are kind of a, a few different ways of looking at that.
0: Right. Like, it's going to come down to your preferences. Do you value the best dialogue? Do you value the best writing of the plot? Do you mm-hmm. value the flow of all of it? I don't know. It'll be interesting.
1: Right. Because it's, yeah, you you have to think in terms of big picture story and those sort of little intimate moments and and maybe who captures the best of of all that. Uh, So without further ado, our nominees for Best Writer slash Writing Team are Michael Waldron for Loki Episode 6, Laura Donnie for WandaVision Episode 8, The Fearpo Cousins, Friends of Friends from Work, and Chloe Zhao for The Eternal screenplay. AC Bradley for What If, Episode 4. Eric Summers and Chris McKenna, writers of Spider-Man No Way Home. Dave Callaham, Dustin Daniel Crutton, and Andrew Lanham for Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Malcolm Spellman and Joseph Sawyer for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 6. Aaron Cancino and Heather Quinn for Hawkeye, Episode 4 and Eric Pearson for Black Widow.
0: One other note, this category is typically best screenplay in the Oscars, but I like how we're kind of doing it this way because you and I have tried to give credit to the creators, like the composers, the writers, the directors of these shows. So I think it's kind of fun to actually Mm -hmm. honor those people, their names specifically.
1: Oh, absolutely. And in case you haven't seen Uh, you can go to our brand-new website and see interviews with a handful of these folks. We got to interview Michael Waldron during Loki, uh, The Fear Pose for Eternals, and A.C. Bradley for What If. And like I said with the composers, we're hoping to interview one or two extra names on this list, so stay tuned for that as well.
0: All right, we've finally arrived at the last three categories. Your nominees for Best Director... Are Matt Shackman from WandaVision, Carrie Scogland from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Kate Heron from Loki, John Watts, Spider Man, No Way Home, Chloe Zhao, Eternals, Bert and Birdie, Hawkeye, Brian Andrews, What If, Dustin Daniel Cretton, Shang-Chi, and last but not least, Kate Shortland, Black Widow. And I, I really actually would challenge people to think about which movie was directed the best. I don't want this just to be what was your favorite movie. Like what movie was mm-hmm. actually, like you could feel the director's fingerprints on it. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. that That's a great point.
0: And here we go. What is the best Disney Plus series of 2021, Robbie? As we look back and reflect on all of the shows we got, we got five of them. What's your favorite? What's the best series? Here we go. Your nominees for 2021 Friendly Award Best Series are...
1: WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, and last but not least, Hawkeye.
0: How would you say the first year of Disney Plus went for the Marvel Cinematic Universe as you're looking back at it?
1: Wow. I mean, I think... I think, let me think about it this way. If if you had told me, if you had been able to kind of preview what all these shows would be back when Disney Plus, that portion of the MCU was first announced, you know, in 2019, I think my expectations would have been exceeded.
0: I agree. It's interesting because we talked a lot about how is this going to be too much? Is it going to be oversaturation? Like there was almost nerves of, are we going to be able to keep up with all these shows in combination mm-hmm. with the MCU? Like, is that going to add to the MCU experience? And I think now looking back, it's like we crave all of it. Like whenever there's a break for three weeks, we're like, wait, what? Where's a show? Like what, right. how do I not have something? And the fact that they were able to mostly keep the quality as high as they did while mm-hmm. making five shows and four movies... I think it's all right. a win, pretty much, at this point. Like, well, if the quality and, and starts think... really dipping, we can change our opinion on that. But as of now, right. I feel like they've got to be thrilled with how it went.
1: Well, and I, I think it's so fun, again, to look at, at how different each of these are, truly. I mean, WandaVision is a sitcom model, for the most part, um, and sort of a tragedy. Falcon Winter Soldier is kind of a buddy cop, like, political... Not thriller, but maybe action series, action drama, um, kinda, yeah, yeah. Loki, you have this kind of wild sci-fi premise. Mm-hmm. Um, Outside of time, what if is an anthology that's animated, but brought back all these these actors, and then Hawkeye being a, a Christmas series that also kind of captures bits of of all of these other shows that we just listed. I mean, it was it's just it it makes you respect. Whoever was in that room, um, presumably Kevin Feige and others, kind of planning out what 2021 would look like. Like, I I just love the breadth of experiences that that we see show up across that year.
0: And an inadvertent win for the Disney Plus series is that we talked about this before, but they kind of feel more like comic book stories, additions, than any of the movies ever really could because of the way they can tell them. And then I love that you can take those kind of isolated, smaller stories where you get a ton of character work in the background. And that is almost in a weird way, enhancing the movie experiences, right? Because we've done that character work, the movies almost feel like big events again. Right, right. (laughs) So it kind of was a win-win in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I did not, I didn't really think about that when those were first announced, but you're, yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: All right. And our last category of the evening. Who wants to do it, Ooh. me or you?
1: <laughs> this is, you, you take it. You take us home.
0: Your nominee for best film of 2021, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home. So obviously no surprises here because <laughs> it's all the films that came <laughs> out. But what a year 2021 was. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of this. There's been a lot of varying opinions on these.
1: And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where this goes. One thing I saw on the Slack that I think is kind of funny um, is I saw a couple of people delineate between just how these movies are ranked, like in their overall rankings, and which one was their favorite of the year and how those didn't always match up. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what that looks Wait, like. what? <laughs> how? I know, right? I, I, don't, I don't know if it's maybe they were thinking like, what was the best experience they had, like movie going, like maybe what, what was the most exciting viewing. But, you know, maybe maybe if, if you're out there and, and, you know, you think of those as different things, um, for me, this is going to, you know, kind of follow my own rankings probably. But I'd love to hear why folks might view those as as separate questions.
0: Well, and that's why all of that stuff we always talk about with rankings is going to come into play for people here. We're basically asking you to boil it down to best series and best film. And that's not easy, right? Is it rewatchable? Is it that first experience? Is it objectively what you think was the best film? Is it what's your favorite? What if it's a film that's objectively amazing, but it's not covering your favorite characters? Do you select it right. then, right? Are you willing right. to admit flaws in your favorite film? So that again, this is where it gets really hard. So we're just asking for best series, best film. Good luck and Godspeed.
1: <laughs> Godspeed, Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> we need to work way more MCU quotes into this podcast. Like if we can talk <laughs> in full <laughs> sentences from the MCU, <laughs> we've done that in the past, but we need to do a lot more of
1: it here. I, it's it's actually really sad how much I just think in MCU quotes now. I like, know. Whenever whenever Candace is like, "Hey, dinner's ready," I'd be like, "I know, I'm coming. We're hungry." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And you and I had a had a text argument where I I basically said, "Robbie, with great power comes great responsibility," and I fear you've missed that, <laughs> which is a double whammy. And you said, "You can't do this to me. I built this company," <laughs> which is just. I mean... Do you know how much I sacrificed? (laughs) We have so many things we could do. We'll work on it. 2022 is a fresh start, right, for us. So, you know, we can work those in. The
1: year of more references.
0: What a year 2021 was, though. Man, I cannot wait to find out these results next week. So just go over the details of this one more time for everyone listening so they know how to vote, et cetera.
1: Yep. So if you are subscribed to Friends From Work, plus you will get a link to a survey monkey where you can go in and fill these out and then send it in so that we can get all the results tallied in time for the actual award show next week. If you are not a patron and you still want to follow along, even if you won't be able to vote, we'll be posting a ballot just that you can kind of look at and use for reference and maybe just make your own picks and then tune into the episode and kind of see how they they compare to what the final winners are.
0: Absolutely. So tell your friends to come back and listen next week. This is going to be a massive, massive episode. I mean, you want to know who wins the 2021 friendlies, right? So, you know, you're not going to want to miss it.
1: And, and remember, if you are voting, that that survey monkey will close at 1159 p.m. Tuesday, January 25th. So make sure, like Kyle said, you know, you should take at least several days To just really think hard on this and give us your best picks. This is a real important decision, but don't take too long because you have to make sure to get these in before the link expires so that we have time to calculate everything and get them ready for the Thursday show.
0: The sooner the better, honestly. Like, think about it, but definitely get them in. Like, don't wait, you know, don't wait. And like I said, friends from Work Plus subscribers, we are coming with some new episodes for you guys very shortly. Thanks for hanging with us. I, if you did not get your prints and you really want them, send us a message on any of those places, Patreon, the ffwpodcast.com social media, et cetera, or Slack, and I'll still get those out to you. And we have some new things coming that we're really pumped about. To everybody else, thank you so much for listening. This has been an absolute blast. I can't wait to hear the results of this. 2021 was a special year for us, but also for the MCU. And I can't wait to start moving into some of the new stuff in 2022. And so thanks for listening. We'll see you next week as we announce these winners on Friends from Work.